Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, I sure will. Uh, Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Tickle me when I say it, but I do. Like I say always, it just is a constant reminder of, of how good God has been. So my question to you is, what's stopping you from having the life that you want? What's stopping you from having the life that you want? I know a lot of people who have given up on achieving the life of their dreams, but I know they'd still want them if they could get to them, but they just allowed to settle for so many reasons. So who I'm talking to is you today. What's really at the core of stopping you? What is that? Is it your friends or your associates Is it the fear of what you think somebody else will think of you if you decide to change? Is it what I used to call the call of the wow? Is it the fact that you keep thinking that the thing that you're doing that's providing you these momentary moments of pleasure that really ain't really good or healthy for you, you don't want to stop doing that because you've got just a little bit more something else you want to do? I call that the call of the wow. You know, it's just out there. Them streets is calling you. Them lights is calling you. You know, them girls is calling you. Them guys that's on the wrong side keep calling you. You can't seem to make a decision by the right guy. You keep picking the wrong guy all the time. What is it that's stopping you from having the life that you really want to have? So whatever the reason you're choosing, that's the reason that's stopping you from having the life that you want to have. It's no good. Because at the end of the day, 
here's the real deal. See, God is available and God is available for all of us. And God has a plan for all of us. And God wants the very best for all of us. That's the truth of the matter. So now what we going to do to get started having that life? First of all, if it's your friends, I want you to understand something. Your friends can't save you. A lot of your friends offer no real help for you. Most of your friends don't have the answer themselves. I mean, it's just a wide range of reasons. And misery love company. So usually when your friends are in a bad position, they kind of like company in that bad position. Your friends ain't going to church. You're going to be their friend. They don't really want you to go to church. You know, your friends don't pray. So why would they offer up prayer as a solution to you? You know, your friends don't really, really get uh, the fact that if you treat people better, people would treat you better. So what's that? So your friends are a lot of times the reasons, you know, the peer pressure of what and then the thought in your mind of what they going to think once they find out I don't do what they do anymore. Who cares what they think other than you? I mean, really, you can't let what somebody thinks of you stop you from having the best life you wanted to have. If I went by that theory right there, I would I wouldn't even be on this mic this morning. I would have never become a stand up. I would have had I listened to the people around me who clearly told me when I quit my job to pursue this. Boy, don't you quit your job. You got a family. Boy, don't you do this. You ain't got no bit. That ain't ain't no security in that. Get yourself a job. Go down here and work your brother. Go to work over here. Go. To, I heard all of that. I didn't let that stop me from pursuing this. Why would you allow that to stop you from pursuing your relationship with God so you can have the best life you could possibly have? You gangbang because they've convinced you that this is the family situation and love that you don't have, and they've convinced you that this is your only way, your only source of getting over. And then you drum up these ignorant reasons, man, for staying with it. But they sound so good when you're listening to everybody else you're surrounded by telling you why we gang banging, why we holding this block down, why we slanging this thing here right here, why we letting it go like this here. You keep listening to them when all in your heart of hearts, you know, this ain't right. You already know, but you allow that form of the call of the wild. That wanting to be accepted by a group of people who trying to get you to accept a way so you can further their progress to even prove that you worthy to be around them. You got to commit some type of crime to even prove that you worthy to be around them. Then when you get busted on the crime, what happens to that? Where your family at now? They don't come down there to see you because guess what? They can't turn in their ID at the desk at a law enforcement center. So now your homies can't come visit you. And then, you know, your family back out here, they ain't taking care of your family because it's all about them. Then you learn that. What is it that's stopping you from having the life that you always wanted to have? What is it? Why are you a repeat offender? Why do you keep checking yourself back into that institution? Why, man? Why won't you get it together? Why won't you give God a try? Why won't you disassociate yourself? Why would you continue to be a part of a revolving door system and becoming the farm system for these institutions that ain't got nothing for you? 
But you keep going back in there, and then every time you go in there, and then your little homies or your gang-banging little, little silly little friends try to make you think that's a badge of honor. There ain't no badge of honor, man. That's one more, that's one more scratch on that record. That's one, more, that's one more nail in that coffin. That's one step closer to that third strike where you ain't going to ever get out. It's one step closer to that graveyard. You keep on. Why would you not give God a try? Why would you not go and see what your life could really be? What is it that's stopping you? Because, see, I got news for you. There's nothing like waking up free. I don't care who you are. There's nothing like waking up with the joy in your heart. Now, if you ain't going to be free, get the joy in your heart, the satisfaction of knowing that you're accomplishing something with your life. Help somebody behind them bars. Get in the program. Show these young cats when they come in a better way. But don't you dare sit there, man, and just ride it out. And, man, just just go and get the fullest life that you can have. What you know what it feels like to wake up and be on your way somewhere, knowing that you have something to accomplish, that you can change somebody, that you can stop somebody from going down the road you went down. It's a whole lot of ways to make your life better. But why would you not go and have the best life you can have? What is it that's stopping you? Really? Really? So you think that Satan really has your best interests at heart? That, that little thing your mama kept telling you about praying, you wasn't listening, was you? But you know, it ain't ever too late to get back to that. It ain't ever too late to turn around. It ain't ever too late to get your life together. It ain't ever too late to seek God. And it ain't ever too late to pray. Don't forget to pray. Don't be ashamed to pray. And don't be too proud to pray. Because prayer changes things. Prayer changes people too. I'm a witness to that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have it. I'm talking about that thing called attention. Matter of fact, the way I want that attention is in the undivided. I want it undivided. You know what that means? Don't split it up. Don't have some of it going over here and the other going over there. I want your undivided attention. Do I have it? Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason I ask for it is to give you this information. That the damn Steve Harvey Morning Show is now officially on and cracking. <laughs> and your ass is here. <laughs> That's the decision you made. And since you made it, we are here to deliver. Yeah. We will not let you down. I am committed today to be who God made me to be. Mm-hmm. And that is something else at times. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, that damn junior, mm. nephew Tommy, and behind the scenes, the lady with the forehead the size of a dinner plate, oh. straight out of Mississippi. With enough room on her forehead to put the state on it four times. Mississippi, 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 Mississippi. Spelled out in all of the damn letters. Mississippi Monica. (laughs) And please follow her at Monica 
at Mississippi Monica and follow her today and increase her viewership. So when she asks me to pose on that little ragged-ass account of hers, somebody will see it. So if you just go to at Mississippi Monica and please follow her. So when she take my picture, at least somebody going to see it. I don't like posing for five likes. She stopped. She's way more followers than that. <laughs> she actually got a cute little Instagram page. People be telling me, y'all to do more like your staff do. Calling them, be putting up personal stuff on there. Yeah. Well, damn it, I don't like it. Anyway, how well, y'all doing? Throw out my handle while you're at it. Uh, Lips by Carla. Yay! At Lips by Carla. <laughs> also, you can follow Shirley on at my girl Shirley. Mm-hmm. And then it's at the nephew Tommy experience. Whoa, look at you. Yeah. See, I know, see, I know stuff. Y'all, y'all you think I'm going to be paying yeah. attention. Yeah. And what about I be Junior? Knowing junior, you got to do Junior. Yeah, what was my uh? Well, Junior kind of hurt me the other day because he opened up. He was doing a live, an IG live, and he was depressed. And I thought he was having a crisis, so I cut it off. I was depressed, huh? Yeah, you yeah, were hey, everybody. You got to look at it all the now, way Now, you know through. when you was on that back porch? On back vacation porch. somewhere. It wasn't your, uh, duh, uh, that wasn't a back porch. That was a balcony. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You know what, man? You, dog, I can't believe this right here, dog. Y'all are hard as I work. Hard as I work. This boy told me to go get the damn back porch. I'm sorry, and your ass is there. The back porch. Oh, get him, oh Junior. God. Get him. He All right, we told gotta me go. to go get it. The Jews at your aunt's house. Junior, when we come back, you give your Instagram too. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the crazy CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. But before we get into that, um, Junior, can you give your Instagram, your social media information, please? <laughs> At Junior SHMS, J-U-N-I-O-R-S-H-M-S. Man, I, nah, man, my uncle, he told well, me to go. Either. He always told me, man, go out there and live your best life. You work hard, go enjoy it. Then, his, then when he do see me out here enjoying my life, I'm on the damn back porch. <laughs> and you're depressed. <laughs> and I'm depressed. <laughs> Well, I thought you was at your aunt's house. I didn't know you was on vacation. None of that was true. Oh. Oh. All right, I saw was the tops of some trees. <laughs> he don't know what old porches look like. He don't forgot. He forgot, right? Oh. All right, here we go, CLO. Uh, this one is from uh, Kiana in Hampton, Virginia. Kiana writes, I'm in graduate school, and for the past year, I've been having sex with an underclassman. I'm 26, and he's 19. He wants to be my boyfriend and says he's going to marry me one day. He's exactly the type of man I want to marry, but I can't get past the age difference. I feel like I'm robbing the cradle. I broke it off with, broke it off with him earlier this year, and he almost flunked most of his classes, so I believe him when he says he loves me. Is age that big of a deal when you think you love someone? Please help. Well, uh, if it's a deal, if you want it to be a deal, it's also a deal if you make it a deal. And here's the deal. This is for sure. If he stays alive, he won't always be 19. True. That's for sure. So. And now with that being said, yeah, you yeah, you robbed Crater. He's down there, he's 19, he's a little freshman and everything. You, you put some of that senior citizen thing on him and he just senior citizen at twenty six. Well, you know, to him, you know, that's an older woman. Now he's flunking out of school. 
Because he, either he didn't got it or ain't getting it no more. But either way, he flunking out of school. Mm. So, you know. Miss Irma. You, yeah, you didn't even put the Miss Irma on. at Tiana so, is her name. No, I don't think you have to be worried about that. You know, if he's a good guy, he's a good guy. You know, yeah, go for right. it. You know. All right. But when you take him to your daddy, though, it's going to be a little different. Ah. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Michelle in Tampa says, my 59-year-old mother uh, recently got a citation for indecent exposure because she was trying to have sex in her car. She told me that it's my fault she was in the car having sex because she has no privacy at home. I moved in with her during the pandemic after I lost my job. Her apartment is small and the walls are thin. So I suggested that she go have sex at her sorry boyfriend's house next time. She cursed me out and told me to be out of her house by next month. How can I fix this mess? What? Well, you, first of all, you told your mother to go have sex at her sorry boyfriend's house when you in her house. Come on, man. Right. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you ain't got no that's house. Wow. <laughs> you know, you 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 completely out of line. Yeah, that should have been. So good. now she wants you out. Cause she would be having sex in her house. But she tried to be decent to you so you wouldn't hear the thin wall. She in the car. Now she got a ticket. And it it to me, it is your fault. It ain't really your fault because she still didn't have to be in the car and get busted. But you ain't got no right to tell her go over your sorry boyfriend house. The sorry person is the one that's living in their mama house. Mm. And why did her mom do that? What that ticket cost? What is what is that? I ain't never. I don't know. I ain't never had that before. (laughs) I've been in the car, but the police took a naked citation. (laughs) Well, I did get busted one time when I was young in the car, but uh, when the police came up, I had time to get it together because I had noxzema on the windows. That's a, oh, that's what you got what? That a trick. Whoa, Not to make them. What? What, what, what does Nike do? Break that down for clear, me. Clear the skin. I mean, clear the windows no. up. What does that do? Well, you just can't see in the window. You got that cold cream on there. Oh, okay. All oh, right. I got to try that. Oh, hell no. Nah. See, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> and on, then crazy. if you put cold cream on a window, the other windows fog up way quicker. Hmm. Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You may not be a graduate from Kent State, but you should have got the degree. They owe you. Junior, 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 where y'all been? How y'all don't know these things? I ain't never heard heard of that one. Yeah, your wealth knowledge. Things I know. All you got to do is, all you got to do is be uneducated. Here we go. Moving on. Veronica and Augusta Yeah, you got to learn something. <laughs> I'm 27 so I, years so, old. Excuse me one second. So I learned uh-huh. everything they didn't teach in school. So oh, I, since okay. I wasn't picking up nothing in school, I learned everything else that wasn't taught at the school. I know Street all that. Degree. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm going to do a book on little things you should have learned. Instead of carrying your ass down there to that school. <laughs> no. Uh, no stay in school Not if that. you're listening. <laughs> yes, please don't say that. All right, here we go. Veronica in Augusta says, I'm 27 years old and I live with my 25-year-old boyfriend. 
after some trials and tribulations in our relationship, he said we should have an open relationship. I told him we should just break up because he can't stand it when I see other guys or if I stay out all night. I love him and I would love to be monogamous with him, but as long as he's seeing other people, I will too. What is the benefit of having an open relationship? Should I dump him? Ain't no benefit. It's the benefit to both of y'all. Y'all can see what y'all want to see. And you can see whoever you want to see. That's the benefit of an open relationship, which ain't much of a relationship, except y'all know each other doing other people and y'all doing each other. That's all it is. That's the benefit of it. in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, he mad because he don't want you going out with nobody and staying out all night. And you want him all to yourself. Both of y'all ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> so should she dump him? Dump him? What you got to dump him for? You doing what you want to do, and he doing what he want to do. When you dump him, what's going to happen? Maybe she'll find someone that wants a monogamous relationship. But we got to go. She can go do that now. Mm, <laughs> All right. Mm. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, CLO. Coming up next, the nephew <laughs> with Run That Prank Back <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is here with today's national news. Also in entertainment news, 50 Cent uses Michael K. Williams' death to promote his TV show and his liquor brand. Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah that's distasteful. terrible. Distasteful. Shame on you, Plus 50. In other, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also in other entertainment news, our radio brother, Big Boy, Big Boy, got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We'll talk about all of these stories. Yeah. At the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here to make us laugh with Run That Prank Back. What you got, Nat? All rise. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it is pranking time. (laughs) All right. And the title is The Preacher's Wife. Amen, lights. Amen. Amen. Amen again. Amen one more time. Amen. There might be one today. If you don't start this (laughs) prank. (laughs) Let's go, Kendo. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Sister Angela. Sister Angela, please. This is she. How you doing? My name is Brother Clayton. I'm I'm calling you from uh, Greater Baptist Church. How you doing this morning? I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, listen, I, I know that um, your husband, Reverend uh, Reverend Jonathan, is actually uh, one of the candidates that we may be choosing to be our pastor since yes. our past pastor has stepped down. Yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm, I'm very proud of my husband. Um, uh, I think he'll make a very good candidate, as a matter of fact. Here at the church, we've been asking a lot of the deacons and, and, and um, assistant uh uh, ministers here have been asking different questions, different things that they would be doing once they uh, became pastor. You know, like your first 100 days, what would you try and change here at the church or try and make better, okay. so to speak? Yeah. Did, did but you but need what to speak we? To my husband, he's not here right now. Did you need to speak to him? No, not right now. What what we decided to do, uh, uh, Sister Angela, is actually call the wives and ask them a few questions. Oh, okay, that's a little different. Sure. And we don't we don't want to take up too much of your time. You know, a, a lot of times uh, if a pastor is stressed at home, nine times out of ten, he's likely to be stressed at the church. So I, I guess my, my, my biggest question to you is, is your husband stressed at home? Uh, no, 
No, not that I know of. Um, he eats regularly. He's on a good diet. You know, he gets his, goes to the doctor regularly, gets his physical. Um, he's pretty good at home. I don't have a reason to believe that he's stressed. And I, he certainly hasn't brought anything to my attention. Okay, not, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think you follow me. Sister, Sister Angel, what I'm saying is, is, is he stressed behind closed doors? Is he stressed in, in that fashion? Um, I'm not, I'm not too sure I follow you. You say behind closed doors. What is, what exactly did you mean by that? Is, is he, is he stressed, uh, uh, in, in, in y'all's relations? Is he stressed? Are you asking me about my personal business, brother? Well, what I'm saying is if he's stressed at home, he'll be stressed at the church. And if he's stressed at the church, then the members are stressed. Then the congregation is stressed. Um, so the stress starts with you. Uh, excuse me? If, if you are making sure that he's all right at home, he's going to be all right at the church. Um, I'm sorry, brother. What, what was your name? Brother Clayton. Brother Clayton. I appreciate uh-huh. you um, conducting whatever interviews you guys need to conduct with the candidates' wives. Uh, I do think that's pretty much personal territory, and I really don't want to answer those kind of questions. It's, it's, it's not personal, Sister Angela, when there's so many other people involved. See, that's why I'm asking you the question, is your man Brother stressed Clayton. behind Brother Clayton, clo- I could assure you yes. that my husband is not stressed at home if I get your drift. Okay. He is not stressed behind closed doors, brother. And I would appreciate you if you don't call with these kind of questions. Are you asking other candidates why these kind of questions? Well, uh, I was the one uh, 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 dedicated to call to give you a call, and that's the question that I decided to come up with because I want to know if a man is going to be stressed because if he's going to have tension at, at the church, then, then the congregation is going to have tension, the church is going to have tension, and the church cannot brother move Clayton. forward in the direction on which brother we're Clayton. going. My mm-hmm. husband and I have been married 25 years, and they've been 25 good years, if you get my drift, okay? Oh, he is okay. not stressed at home. And whatever goes on at home, my husband has sense enough not to take it to the church. That is not something he's going to do. So you don't but have see, to that, worry that, about anybody else being stressed at the congregation, in the pulpit, nowhere, okay? We no, have our stuff together at home, and I appreciate it if you don't ask me those kind of questions. Now, you sometimes just ask me. But sometimes a, 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 a woman does not realize that, that her husband is stressed. You understand? You, there, there's a possible way that you don't know that he's stressed. Brother so Clayton, how can you get... Huh? Let me get your phone. As a matter of fact, let me get your full name. What's your first name? Uh, let, let's just go with Brother Clayton right now. And could you please answer this question? How can you guarantee that he is fully not stressed? Brother Clayton? <clears throat> Call the Lord real quick. Hold on. Brother Clayton, I'm an honorable woman. I'm I'm a woman who stands by my man, okay? But you are asking me some questions that's uh, very personal, very private, very confidential. You are asking me questions that that, that are a question of the sanctity of my marriage, okay? My husband is not stressed. And if I need to be real clear, I don't send him away from my home stressed, okay? How do you not? I know. But what are you doing to make sure that it's less stress? Brother Clayton, I'm about to end this phone call, okay? Now, if you... No, we're not going to end this phone call until we know. We, I need to know that Reverend Jonathan is not stressed at home. They put, they assigned me to talk to you, and that's what what? I'm going to do, and I'm going to leave. Okay, he is not stressed. I don't know who told you that. The man is not stressed. Is he acting stressed around you? He's not acting stressed at home. I bet you... 
I bet you he's stressed because you're stressing me right now. Now, we're both stressed out. How can we understand that that man is not stressed? That's the end of this conversation. Do you understand me? Give me your full name right now. Give me some intimate details, and then I'll give you my number. You have crossed the line. You wait till my husband gets here. If this is going to cost him a candidacy, then this so be it. We'll find another church. I'd have some choice words for you right now. Ooh, Brother Clayton. I will give you my name right now. Do you have a pen? Yes, I'm going to write it right now. The letter N, N is in Nancy. Nancy. E, mm-hmm. P. You're moving slow. What? I know how to spell that. Talk up faster. N-E-P-H-E-W. What kind of name is that? Nephew. Your name is Nephew Clayton? My name ain't Nephew Clayton. My name is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your husband, Reverend Jonathan. Hold on. <laughs> said this is nephew Tommy. <laughs> this is oh nephew Tommy. Oh my god. <laughs> From the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your oh. husband got me to prank phone call you. Oh Lord, I'm gonna kill that. Oh Lord, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Oh my god. Boy, y'all didn't stress me. Y'all didn't stress me this morning. I can't believe I let him get me. You know, I have heard these pranks before. I Oh my God. Tommy, I will tell you, if this was 25 years ago, brother, I cussed up a storm. I'm so glad I'm a saved woman. <laughs> well, listen, oh. listen. Can I ask you one more thing? Yes. What is the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nephew, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and national news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we have to say congratulations to our fellow radio brother. We love this guy. He's a radio legend. Big boy. Big boy. <laughs> Big boy. Yes. So yesterday on Big Boy's 52nd birthday, he received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, presented to him by Dr. Dre. Cool, right? Hey, man. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. That's dope. Yeah. Big boy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Big boy, it is. Uh, has been a radio icon for almost 30 years, and his morning show is syndicated by Premier Radio Networks. I mean, he he deserves that. He's been around a long time and he does great radio la radio yeah. he's a legend steve so we just want to show big boys some love some love big boy, yeah. Congratulations, big boy. you know something <laughs> somebody has sent me something but i was i taped so late i forgot to do it somebody asked me to send a video to big boy for his uh, birthday bash or something mm-hmm. and i forgot to do it but if i got a couple of minutes i would just like to say to a man who we started out as competitors and we ended up becoming friends while we were both on competitive stations in Los Angeles. And the the show of force that we did one time was we were doing something to curb violence in schools out in LA and me and Big Boy was on the stage at the same time and uh, everybody knew we were supposed to be competitors, but when me and Big Boy stood up and hugged each other on that stage to show unity amongst us, that whole auditorium of kids stood up. And that changed me and Big Boy's relationship from then on. And we became, 
instead of competitors, friends. You know, we still had to do what we had to do, but that was never an ill word said on my show towards him and never an ill word on his show towards me. And I respected that cat, and he's a bad boy and one of the best I've ever seen. And he his studio actually inspired the studio that we built in uh, Atlanta when we had our studio home base in Atlanta. Because I went out there and saw that. I said, man, that's cold. The only thing was he worked the board, and I was dedicated to never pushing a button <laughs> without a check. That was the only damn thing. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, I will not act like I know how to do this engineering thing. <laughs> that was love, Steve. Yeah, congratulations. So much love to you, big boy. You, Somebody mm-hmm. tell him I gave him a big shout-out this morning. Will do. We Absolutely. Will. In other entertainment news, while fans of Michael K. Williams have been mourning his death, 50 Cent has been using it to promote his TV show and his liquor brand. Um, Taking to Insta, um, he posted wide-opened emojis along with a screenshot of the breaking news of Michael's death. And the caption, this is what 50 wrote, Damn, if you didn't see Raising Cane, check it out. Fentanyl is no joke. Killing the clientele. For those of you who don't know, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, is the star show based on 50s childhood in Queens. He also added R.I.P. Michael K. Williams. And um, he spelled his name wrong and then followed that with um, just hashtags promoting his cognac and his wine lines. It was pretty distasteful. And he got a lot of backlash for it. He took it down. He took it down and then he yeah, reposted he the headline, trending he, again. Yeah. Come on, Fifty. Come on. Yeah, stop it now. All right. Now that don't. All right, Steve. Sense. Time for ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, and good morning, everybody. This is Antrip with the news. An ABC Washington Post poll shows that only 49% of Americans asked think this country is now safer from terrorism than it was before the 9-11 attacks 20 years ago. Of course, the 9-11 anniversary is Saturday. As you would expect, planning is well underway uh, by the New York City Police Department, uh, by the World Trade Center, in advance of this weekend's 20th anniversary. John Miller is the department's deputy commissioner of intelligence and counterterrorism. We've seen the call to action. Action uh, this year be louder and better organized from terrorist groups than we have seen in prior years. Which is why he says even though there are no credible threats out there right now, there's plenty of reason to remain vigilant, and that is what we are doing. A uh, new Texas law banning abortions after only six weeks is being criticized by many in the country. One of those, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC as she's called, who tells CNN that the six-week limit just shows Governor Greg Abbott's, quote, deep ignorance. In case no one has informed him before in our life, in his life, six weeks pregnant means two weeks late for your period. And two weeks late on your period for any person, any person with a menstrual cycle can happen if you're stressed, if your diet changes, or for really no reason at all. In other words, it's too soon for most women to even know that they're pregnant. AOC says she's sorry to have to break down biology 101 
on national TV. President Biden is putting is putting up eight nominees for federal court judgeships. His choices are diverse. For instance, uh, Lucy Koh would be the first Korean-American woman to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Judge Koh was nominated for the same position by former President Obama, but Republicans sat on it and did refuse to take a vote on her. Another Biden pick is African-American Superior Court Judge Holly Thomas. Early in her career, she worked as an appellate on appellate cases for the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department. And Biden's also nominated California Court of Appeals Judge Gabriel Sanchez for federal judgeship. These judges, by the way, are lifetime positions once they gain them. And finally... Nah, 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 nah. That's what Black Lives and Civil Rights demonstrators sang in Richmond, Virginia. Yesterday, the statue of Robert E. Lee was taken down and removed from a city square. That humongous statue erected over 100 years ago. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Trending news out of Atlanta. Lenox Square Mall with luxury brand stores like Neiman Marcus and Louis Vuitton will roll out a youth supervision policy. This means all visitors 18 years or under must be accompanied by a parent or adult 21 years, wow. 10, 21 years of age or older at all times after really? 3 p.m. Any unsupervised youth under the age of 18 must leave the property by 3 p.m. and both youth and adults must carry identification. This policy comes to... Um, just after multiple violent incidents at the mall, including shooting, armed robbery, the mall uh, said this is to to the response of the community who want um, safe and a pleasant environment and a family friendly environment to shop in. So you know what? Uh, wow. I, I look, look. M- uh, most of us live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I agree with that policy. Mm-hmm. Now it's a shame that there are good kids that have to be hurt by this. It is really a shame. But I am telling you, man, that mall used to be a great place to go. I can't tell you that how many times me and Marjorie went upstairs on the top of that escalator and had dinner at that steakhouse right up there. Mm-hmm. We don't go up there no more. Mm-hmm. We, we don't go up there no more. I can't tell you how many times we used to go to Neiman Marcus and sit down in the cafe and have lunch and stuff like that. We don't go up there no more. And that was in Neiman Marcus because they shooting in Neiman Marcus. Marcus, It's a damn shame, man. So we don't want nothing that bad. I I, I can't run the risk. And it's just a shame, man, that a few mess it up for the many. But the few is a large number, though. See, that few to where they started having to put... um, um, uh, metal detectors metal at the gate, because yeah. just people just carrying, you know, you, they carrying, and and, yeah. and 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 that's it's a sad thing, man. But that mall, Lenox Mall, was such a cool place to go, and they got nice shops in there, yeah, they nice did. stores, mm-hmm. Phipps, really nice places to go in there. Yeah. And it's it's just a few that messed it up for many, and so I'm I'm okay with the policy, man. And until yeah. we get this thing under control, we we gotta protect the innocent. I'm sorry. Yeah, they said that's what the residents of Buckhead demanded some kind of yeah. change. They want safety. They're they're yes. scared you, to go out. You have to yeah. do, and but that crime spills over. It's not just in that mall. They right. come into that area to do what they want to do. Um, yeah. You know, man, you can't do that. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, man. Mm-hmm. The riffraff gots to go. Yeah. 
So if you're under go outside, they on the streets on them scooters. It keeps going. Man, bro. Accompanied by an adult with ID. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, uh, we'll tell you about the HBCU week. We'll tell you all about that with our special guest, Rashawn McDonald, coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Multi Emmy Award and NAACP Image Award winning TV film radio producer Rashawn McDonald, ladies and gentlemen, is the host and producer of the HBCU College Day Tour, which stops in three states in September, including the campuses of HBCUs in Alabama, North Carolina, and Georgia. And the first event stop is launching in Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, Steve, do it like you do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with whatever voice I have, put your hands together for the owner, creator, and sole survivor of money-making conversations, whether you want to have them or not, the that damn Rushon McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Amen. Amen. First of all, I want to thank Steve because Steve, I emailed Steve. He was in Dubai to come on the show to talk about the HBCU College Day. He will be back immediately, man. Said, come on the show, Mac. Let's do this because I'm trying to change lives. And uh, only way you're going to change lives with an event like this is to come on the show like the Steve Harvey Morning Show and talk to friends and also friends who have also went to HBCUs and understand the value of what I'm trying to do in the month of September at these three stops. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you man. for that. Yeah. So, like, okay, so so tell us about this college day, Mac. What you got going? Well, what happened is I'm doing something. That, first of all, it's free. And, uh, you know, we got COVID happening right now, and so we're providing uh, facial masks to everybody. We also will be testing in certain locations. We're also providing hand sanitizers. I want to get that out the way first. We, are, we have a clear understanding that there will be social distancing. We will be providing masks. We're expecting like 5,000 people at Alabama State, 5,000 people at Winston-Salem State and North Carolina, and then in Georgia. We're going to be at Atlanta, Georgia, in the bed, I, I call the bed of uh, HBCUs where you have Morehouse, Morehouse College, Clark Atlanta University, Morris Brown, and Spelman right here in Atlanta. And we're actually going to be COVID testing. But what we're trying to do, Steve and team, is that it's a free event. And I'm bringing military recruiters, corporate recruiters, people who offering people jobs, and HBCU schools. And what we're trying to do is get these high school students, the juniors and seniors, and young adults. We haven't made a decision in life. They can come there, and they can register on the spot. Or if they don't want to go to college, they can go to a military opportunity. If you want to go into space, want to buy aviation, technology, anything, it's available at at these three locations. And that's why it's so special. It's free. And that's why I'm offering it. That's why I want to make people understand that you can start your dreams at HBCU College Day. Military recruiters, corporate job recruiters, they will be out there taking applications for internship and also the HBCUs. The beauty of it is that I'm a different HBCU, and they're allowing other HBCUs to come on their campus and set up shop and recruit qualified Tier 1 students. That's what HBCU College Day is all about, and I'm so proud to be able to say that we're doing it and promoting them on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so let me ask you this question. 
So mm-hmm. when you speak about scholarship opportunities, what, yes, what do you mean by that? What should people understand about the scholarship opportunities? Okay, all HBCUs uh, give you an opportunity to enroll. Some HBCUs you don't know because you don't need an SAT or an ACT score. Some you do. If you bring your SAT scores and ACT scores and your high school transcript to an HBCU College Day event, then they can register you on the spot. And if your grades and your scores qualify you, you can get scholarships on the spot. That's what I mean. Scholarships, there are full ride scholarships on the spot. Those are the opportunities that we're making available because HBCUs do recruit Tier 1 students. HBCUawards.com. Let's go now, everybody. HBCUawards.com. Call your young relatives, everybody you know that's been thinking about it, considering an opportunity. Here it is a chance to get his one stop location. Go to hbcuawards.com now and change your life. Sean McDonald, wow. appreciate you calling, soldier. I love y'all, man. Thank you for the time. You, man. And get well, Steve. Judge Steve. Oh, Judge I'm Steve. good. I'm good. <laughs> Much love, man. <laughs> All right, man. Bye, Bye, Sean. We love you. Thank you. All right, teammates. Bye bye. All right, coming up next, the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Uh, The subject, my husband likes other women. What? Mm, All right, we'll get into that in just a few. But right now, the nephew (laughs) is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? All right, y'all. Y'all got to stay with me now. This one right here is DPCA. What does that stand DP. for? DP. Yeah. CA. This is Dead Person Collection Agent. What? And what? Dead Person. The D stands for dead? <laughs> right. Well, what you want to what you? How's we going to talk about it if, if I don't say it, man? So, what, what? so it's a prank. It'll start with D. Yes. Okay. But it's really live, though. You're going to love it. Dead Person. (laughs) (laughs) Dead Person Collection Agency. DPCA. Let's go, Cat Diggity. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach uh, Daryl, please. Is he? Hi, Daryl. This is uh, Tony with DPCA. We wanted to give you a call. How are you doing today? Uh, Well, what's what's the company? Uh, DPCA. What would that mean? Uh, DPCA is a dead person collection agency. We actually collect uh, money from those that have been that have that are deceased, but people still owe them. Are you familiar with um, Carlton who passed away six months ago? I, I know him. Yes, you could do. But uh, what do you want from me, though? Okay, it's been brought to our understanding that. You actually owed Mr. Carlton Fisher twelve hundred dollars. Is that correct? Nah, nah. What are you talking about? Nah. Okay, so nah. how? How as, though? As Mr. Okay, let, let me let me get this, this. Let me get a clear understanding here. You actually worked with Mr. Carlton Fisher, correct? Facts. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, have you borrowed money from Mr. Carlton Fisher before? Why are you asking though? I'm asking you a clear question, sir. Have you borrowed money from Mr. Carlton Fisher before? I don't feel like I should answer, though. It's not your business, though. Um, no, it is my business because I'm with a collection agency 
and it's been brought to our attention that you owe twelve hundred dollars to him. I don't know what you're talking about, and you didn't even send me no letter, so I don't, I don't no. even know what's going on. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat myself again, sir. My name is Tony. Did you send me a letter, though? With... Did you send me a letter? I, you send me a letter, though. No, I, I haven't sent you a letter. I'm, I'm so Tony. I don't know why you call me then if you don't send me no letter, though. Okay, sir. You owe this money to Mr. Fisher. I'm with. See, I understand. I understand. You didn't send me no letter, though, and then you're gonna call me, though. That doesn't make no sense. Okay. Okay, so here's the deal, sir. If you don't pay the 1200 we will come and take something. We will confiscate something of the same value. So I'm letting you know you're that. Send me, no, you won't you even, even send me no letter, though. If you do that, I'll call the police because you didn't send me no letter, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it just makes I, no I'm sense, though. What, no, I'm hearing what you're saying, sir. But at the end of the day... Now you're not hearing what I'm saying, though. You shouldn't even be talking to me right now. You got to send me a letter, though. That's how it is with bills. You did not inform me anything. Right? Sir, you owe... You owe the twelve hundred dollars, sir. We both know that. You're now. Well, I'm saying you skipping a you skipping a step right now, though. That's what no, I'm saying. Okay. You're infringing it right it now. doesn't you're matter about the steps, sir. You know what you owe, and, and I'm just going to let you know. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm going to let you know this. We will come and compensate something of the same value. You twelve hundred. I'll let you know. Not, but I'll let you know first, though. You cannot do anything without sending a letter. You did not send me no letter. You didn't send me no nothing, though. You call okay. me. You harassing me right about now without even sending me no letter. And I was saying, like, this is the deal. This is what happened. This is when it's due. Yada, yada. You didn't even do that shit. Okay. So let me, let me say this to you. We do know that you have a 2017 pickup truck. We do now know you that. Threaten me? You threaten me? You threaten I'm me? Just letting, I'm letting you know we're picking you up something now, of right? the same value or more. Okay? You threaten so, me now. That's, not, that's bullshit. Threaten me now. You didn't even send me no letter. You, you just called me up saying, like, I owe you now. You didn't even give me no date. Like, this makes no sense, though. Sir, this is DPCA. This is what we do. If someone passes I, I away. Don't care. I don't care. If you're, you're a government agency. You should be sending no. me a letter. Sir, you owe Mr. Fisher $1,200. He's now deceased. We are going to collect this money, or are we going to collect but something of the same But what I'm saying is you skipped a step. You skipped a step. You did, not, you did not inform me that I owed money to him. You just tell me right now on the phone. You should also send a letter, though. Sir, do you want to send us, send us the money, or do you want me to pick up? I don't truck? even know what you're talking about, though. Are you talking about my truck? You talking about my truck? I, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. No, we're not. You're not touching my truck right about now. You know what I'm saying? Now, no, yo, that's it. We done. We done. If you come I, my truck, I'm gonna fuck with you. You hear me? You know what I'm saying? I don't care what it's, your. It's, DC, it's DC, either twelve hundred dollars. It's twelve hundred dollars, dude. Yo, yo, yo. I'm telling you right now. You didn't send me no letter. Now I'm angry. Now you're going to turn me on truck, you come at me, I will come at you hard. You know what I'm saying? Baseball bat, all that shit. Don't f*** with me. Don't f*** with me. You get jumped. I'll jump you. I'll jump you. I'll take your truck. You hear me? So stay the f*** away from me. Sir. I'm not playing I'm right now. I'm not, I'm not playing either, sir. Are you registered? Yo, yo, you, yo, yo, are you listening, though? You I'm, I'm listening to you. Are you listening to me? You're the person you that don't owns... know. You don't know the type of dude I am, man. I, I, you don't, yo, you sound mad comfortable right about now. Good. Don't be uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm, I'm going to let you know this. If I don't get this money by today, then, then you might as well start not sleeping at night because there's a strong possibility what? What? your car what? your car what? might not be there in a minute. What? Say that again. Your car. I'm saying it as clear as possible, sir. $1,200 or your car, your truck may not be there in the morning. This is your call. Do you want to be there after the next morning, though? What are you trying you know to say? What are you trying? No, tell me what you're trying to say. What you hear? What you heard? What you heard? What you heard from me? Okay. 
Exactly. Okay, Don't fuck with me, dude. When can okay. when can we expect when can we expect the twelve hundred dollars? I'm telling you right about now. Don't fuck with my car. I'm done with that. Shit, all right. I'm done with you. Don't fuck with my car. Don't fuck with my car. Don't fuck okay. with my car. Don't wanna fuck you. Don't call me back. All right. I'm done. Mother hung up. Call him back. Call him back, man. Call him back. Who is hey, man, who you think who you think you hanging up on, man? Who you think you hanging up on? You call me again. You call me again. You damn right. Call I'm me again. You again. I'm waiting on the twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Now, do no, you I told to... you this. I told you. I told you that. Now, now you getting me angry though. Now you getting me angry though. I told you this. Don't call me. All right. Send me the letter. You don't send me the letter. Now you talking about taking my truck? I'll f you up. Okay. Dead ass. Okay. I'll f you up. Okay. You know what I'm gonna do? I, I tell you what. What are you gonna I'm, do? I'm, what are you gonna do though? What you gonna I'm do? gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let Tommy come get the truck. I'm gonna let Tommy come get the truck. Who? I'm gonna let Tommy come get the truck. I don't know who Tommy is. Uh, which Tommy? Uh, Tommy who? Tommy. Tommy, baby. Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. Your boy Trevor at your job got me to prank phone call you. Ah, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> he always be listening to y'all, too, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, oh, baby. Sh- baby. Oh, sh- got man, you, I hope I my parole don't hear this. <laughs> I hope my parole officer ain't hearing right now, man. <laughs> you on parole? Uh, I, I, I'm. Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay, all right. There you go. No I tell you what, this this is the only comment I want. Tell me this. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land, baby? Give it to me. Who is it? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. Y'all a bunch of crazy m****. BPCA. And the D stands for dead. (laughs) Dead person collection agency. A a good idea to do that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't get your attention right away, Tom. It's like this, Carla. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of people who have passed mm-hmm. away, and people mm-hmm. owe those people. You know what I'm saying? People oh. owe those people. And just mm-hmm. because someone has passed don't mean you don't still owe them. If they loaned you yeah. money, you still that's, owe them. That's usually and that's what, what this it collection, means, though. Yeah, yeah that's what this collection yeah. is. <laughs> All right, we got to go, nephew, with this foolishness. It's final? Coming up yes. next, <laughs> my strawberry letter, the subject, my husband likes other women. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one. You hear that? Right here, right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, my husband likes other women. What? All right, dear Stephen Shirley, I'm married to one of the finest men in my whole town. We've been together 24 years and married for 18. He was my high school sweetheart, and we married young and had two children early. We started having sex when we were 16, so he was the only man I'd been with until recently. He has cheated on me, and I forgave him because I had checked out of our marriage and was going through a little depression. We didn't go to counseling because he refused to go. Instead, he offered me a hall pass to make up for what he did. 
I may have been depressed, but I'm not crazy. So I told him, no thanks. And I went out and had an affair on my own very discreetly. There's no way he'll ever figure out what I'm doing on the side because he's now checked out of our crazy marriage. It's nothing for me to find him on the couch with his feet up, talking to another female and gossiping with her like they're girlfriends. He goes shopping with his sister and his mother all the time, and they have even stayed out of town to go shopping at an outlet mall. My sister loves to come to me with a bunch of rumors about my husband, and she tries to stir up mess, but I'm not that concerned about what my husband is doing. She suggested I call his mom and sister and ask about the shopping trips and see how long my husband is really with them or if he ducks off to go see a female. I don't have the energy for any of that. So what if he likes other women? I'm cheating because I wanted something different. So I see why he might be interested in other women. My husband and I have been best friends for almost 25 years, and that's what's most important to me. Am I wrong for not caring what he's up to? Hmm. I I don't know what this is, Uh, but it's certainly not a marriage. I mean, this is a joke right here. Why don't you guys just put yourself... Out of your misery, you're cheating, he's cheating. Uh, This marriage, unfortunately, sounds like it has run its course. And you ask, is it wrong that you don't care anymore? Well, I'll only say yes if you plan on staying married to him. But uh, this is why people get divorced, because they don't care anymore. They don't give a darn. Um, What good is it being married if you don't care about each other? Okay? Your marriage is just pathetic at this point. I mean, what are you holding on to? Is it the memories from back in the day, the habits, what's comfortable? Is it just familiar to you? You say you're your best friend. Or are you waiting for a miracle or for something to change? I mean, what is it that you want? You're tired and bored with, with, you know, with each other because you guys simply neglected to do the work that it takes to keep your marriage strong. I mean, the two of you have given up on yourselves. You've given up on the marriage. You've given up on each other. What do you, what what do you want? And what does he want? Do you guys even have any idea? I I bet you both know what your side pieces need and want. I bet you do. And uh, yes, his mom and sister are definitely covering for him. I think when he hangs out with them, If he won't go to counseling, why don't you just go on your own? You know, if you feel like there's something salvageable about this marriage. As long as you're still married, there is a chance. It's not too late. Marriages have come back from all kinds of bad things. I mean, you say you don't care, but I kind of think you do. Otherwise, why are you writing us? Steve? This this marriage over. (laughs) This marriage over. Ain't no saving this. This is not salvageable. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's too many, too much back and forth. And it's more forth than back. So I don't really know where we're going with this. But let's just give you my take. Because I'm going to a little bit of hate shade in the early beginning. Because I don't like when letters start like this. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm married to one of the finest men in my whole town. Oh, that's how you going. You going. You going. You going to come to me with that. I'm married to one of the finest men in my whole town. Well, let me knock you down a little bit, cause town means small, populated area. 
So now if you was married to the finest man in the city, you might have something right there. But you married to the to the finest man in our town. Once again, town, small populated area. My ranch was in Little Elm. Population 630 people. Hard to find a fine person out of 630. You got to give just somebody got to have a title. Because <laughs> out of the 630 people that lived in the township, all of them wasn't adults. <laughs> all of them were young, and a lot of them probably used to be fine. So I just wanted to say that and get that out the way. That's a little bit of shade and hate. They've been together 24 years, married 18, high school sweetheart. Started having sex when y'all was 16. Y'all tied each other by now. It's the only man you've ever been with and t- until recently. Uh-oh. Letter took a turn. He has cheated on me and I forgave him because here's the first time. I had checked out of our marriage and was going through a little depression. I'm not really sure how to read that. I don't know what a little depression is up next to a lot of depression. Most people I know that's depressed is just sad-ass people. I don't know how you be a little sad if your ass is just sad. Hold on, Steve. Hold on. We'll have part have two of your so response. so much to say about this letter. Coming up at 23 minutes after the hour, uh, my husband likes other women is the subject. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, my husband likes other women. Yeah, okay, here we go. Once again, let me, I'm going to just read the letter and tear it apart. I go, dear Steve and Shirley, I married one of the finest men in my whole town. Once again, I told you about that little town stuff. You know, so what? You know, how many of y'all stay there? 200? It's easy to get the title when it ain't but 200 people. Okay, so you married to the little finest man in your town. Been together 24 years, married 18. He was your high school sweetheart. You got married, you had kids early, you've only had sex with him. You started having sex at 16. You checked out the marriage. Uh, he started cheating on you, and you forgave him because you had checked out of your marriage. That's the first time somebody checked out the marriage. So while you checked out, he checked out too. So y'all been checked out. Y'all got married early, all this. It's understandable, though, because you was going through a little depression. Nah, that ain't really why he checked out. You know, that ain't really why, but you always trying to give a man an excuse for why he messed up, so I guess you can let him have that one. All right. We didn't go to counseling because, hell, he didn't want to because, see, he don't see nothing wrong. I told you, you checked out. He been checked out. He cheated because he wanted to. Instead, he offered me a hall pass. Now, ain't that a guilt trip? So since I cheated, you can go out and cheat to make up for what he did. Now, you might have been depressed, but you ain't crazy, so I told him no thanks. And then right after you told him no thanks, see, that's another thing. You checked out the marriage. Then he cheated on you. Then he turned around, gave you a hall pass. Then you told him no thanks because you ain't crazy, but you went out and had an affair on your own very discreetly. 
So now you didn't check back out the marriage again. There's no way he'll ever figure out what I'm doing on the side because now he's checked out of our crazy marriage. Okay. Now you checked out, you cheating. He been checked out, but you think he ain't. So now he done checked out again. Then you say it's nothing for me to find him on the couch with his feet up, talking to another female, gossiping with her like they girlfriend. Then here's the part where it got all unbelievable. He goes shopping with his sister and his mama all the time, and they stayed out of town to go shopping at an outlet mall. Who go with their mom and their sister to a damn outlet mall out of town? What black dude you know go uh, out of town with his mama and his sister go shopping at an outlet mall? Who do that? And, you know, once again, we back to how small your town is. How the hell you got to go out of town to find a damn mall? That's really a small town. If you got to go out of town to find an outlet mall, do y'all stay in the village? <laughs> village? That's <laughs> my question. Than a town. <laughs> yeah. My sister loves to come to me with a bunch of rumors about my husband. She tries to stir up mess, and here's another telltale sign, but I'm not that concerned about my, what my husband is doing. This is a woman who's completely checked out. So you see, it's all these checkout red flags in this marriage. She suggested I call his mom and sister, ask about the shopping trips, see how long my husband's really with them, or if he ducks out to see a female. Here's the next line. Now, all these lines sum up the letter. I don't have the energy for any of that. Red flag. Checked out. Next line. So what if he likes other women? What? <laughs> I mean, what? What? A wife says, so what if he likes other women? All these sentences right here is, is the telltale of this whole letter. Next sentence. You ready for this? I'm cheating because I wanted something different. What? Listen to the sentence. All of these is back to back. You ready for the next sentence? Mm -hmm. I see why he might be interested in other women. <laughs> what? Any of these sentences by themselves is damaging evidence, but she put them all in the same paragraph. <laughs> they back to back to back. You ready for the next one? Let's do it. This is the one that's absurd. My husband and I have been best friends for 25 years, and that's what's most important to me. Are you nuts? <laughs> y'all friend, y'all best friends that don't give a damn about each other. Am I wrong for not caring what he's up to? No, you ain't wrong. You don't care. How you wrong for not caring? You don't care. I told you at the top of this letter, this marriage is over. It's been over. You're not in a marriage. Y'all in some mess. Y'all sitting up somewhere. Y'all roommates. He got his feet up on the coffee table, talk, coffee table talking to other girls. You in the house. Ain't no consequence. Ain't nobody busting no ashtray over nobody's head. Ain't, no, ain't nobody. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, all y'all got all the windows in the house. Yeah. All he right, can drive off. Ain't Steve. none of his tires flat. Ain't no sugar <laughs> in the gas tank. 
Putting Post up. your comments on today's uh, cover letter. <laughs> Steve Harvey FM crazy. Call when you need her. I'm right here, baby. <laughs> That's right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, please introduce our girl from the talk. Cheryl, the talk star on the wood. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Now, that's an introduction, Steve Harvey. That's why we are best friends in my mind. For real. We tight. We bros. We together. Okay. Listen, Steve. Since we so close. Well, you know, me and Steve, you know, we, we, we brothers. I mean, we sisters and brothers, but we just like that. We down like that, Shirley Scrabbit. Stop trying to get in the middle of my relationship with Steve. Steve. <laughs> Since you my best friend in my mind, right? I need love advice by me and Junior so we keep fire going. Junior, hello, huh? Junior. Hey, okay, hey, hey, hey. there it is, right there. Hey. Okay, now, to keep our relationship strong, hot, passionate, what advice would you give me to keep my relationship with Junior strong, hot, and passionate? Don't let me well, First of all, uh, think mm-hmm. a lot of things that you are. Uh, you know, when you come on the show, Cheryl, I think, yes, you know, yes. like you and I are friends. We've been friends for a long time. So you don't have to say your best friend in my mind. I'm not your best friend, but we are friends. You know, I'm pretty sure in you are. In my mind, you are my best you. friend, though, Steve. Well, I know, but, you know, you can't call me with just anything. You know, I ain't finna talk about all that. So, you know, best friends talk about anything. You can call me if you got a real oh. problem, but if you got a little problem, I probably, you know, I ain't gonna answer. But, you know, we are friends because <laughs> okay, we've been together for a long time. Now, yes, we are. Is this a yes, lesson on friendship? I, yeah, I know. but the I know. relationship between you and Junior, I think I'm going to have to intervene yes. here and do some counseling. Okay, I, I'm ahead. not sure mm-hmm. if the two of you are on the same page at all. They're incompatible? No, we don't know. We ain't counseling. Huh? I didn't know. Hey. Hey, Junior. Wait. They're not ready Wait, to love, Steve. They See really right there? Man, man, Tommy, Tommy done got in here and made the ultimate statement. Y'all uh, we not, are what do you not mean we ready. Not? You are not ready to love. Oh. I think there's a <laughs> disconnect between the two of y'all slash what? age difference slash Who? direction. Mm. I know Junior is too young for me. I know that. <laughs> right. It takes oh. a lot of oh. vitamins. It takes a lot of exercise. I've been eating fruits and vegetables and nutrients and things because he's very, very young for me. See, you know how much right cereal there. I have over here in the house right now? Because he's very young. Now, <laughs> see, you need what? to understand something. And the sex is amazing. I will tell you that. He's blowing up. He done knocked my wig off about three, four times, and I had it anchored down like RuPaul Drag Race. I had it anchored down, Steve. He done knocked it off. Cheryl, we got to go for real. Oh, Coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update. Thank you, Cheryl. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Tommy. Introduce her. She's here. I got it. I got it. Watch me work. And Shirley, I don't need no help. I'm just letting you know that early. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. Buckle up and hold on tight. She is here. Carla Farrell with what? Reality Update. 
coming in hot. <laughs> I know, dog, no well, anyway. I just told you I didn't need no help. <laughs> Go ahead, Carla. Carla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She took it from you, nephew. She took it right back, right back. Thank you, Shirley. Thank You're you, welcome. nephew. Here we go. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Just want to start off and say that some of the cast members from the past and present uh, season uh, paid their respects at the Celebration of Life ceremony for Greg Leakes. And Nene thanked everyone for their love and support, including, you know, the fans and the viewers. So uh, Nene posted uh, pictures from the repast or the celebration of life ceremony. So there you go. Real Housewives of Potomac. So Candace, she went too far. She, she blamed Ashley for all the drama that popped off on the trip in Williamsburg, Virginia, between Wendy and Giselle, because she went too far. And then she kind of told Wendy with the rumors about Eddie and the cheating. So we all know about this from that long trip. Anyway, they had a dinner, and Candace just had it with Ashley. So she just popped off at the dinner, called her forehead, forehead. wide body. <laughs> she just forehead, wide body. <laughs> <laughs> just forehead, though. She, Ashley bad. on the cool got a big old forehead on the cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's all forehead. <laughs> oh, we love you, though, Ashley. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But Candace is getting a little backlash on social media because they said, you know, Ashley is saying that she body shamed her. And, you know, she did. She went too far with that one. Beforehead, you was on it. You was on it with <laughs> dead on. <laughs> oh, nickname, right? Hey. Right. <laughs> right, Junior. Oh, I was laughing so hard on that. <laughs> yes, just hollering. All right, so Robin and Giselle, they have a podcast. And Robin said that she was not surprised to see that uh, Giselle and Reverend uh, Jamal Bryant are not together. And that she said she never saw them. She never together. saw them together. And they just really have too much drama from their past. So it was kind of, you know, Robin, you think Robin always, you know, that's her yeah. girl. But when she said that, I was like, all right there, Robin. So there you go with that. Real Housewives of Potomac. All right, let's move on to I am ready, Shirley. I am counting down for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait. For that sounds like money for right there, though. <laughs> but listen to this, Tommy. Listen to this. They are going to start this season off. This is just season two with uh, your girl, Jen. While they were taping, she gets a phone call from her husband telling her that the feds are about to come to the set and arrest her. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they do just that. The feds show up. Yes. On the they set, show up. Carla? Girl, yes. While they are taping the show, they are charging her with, she targeted elderly victims throughout the U.S. and generated, they call them lead lists, so they were sold to other participants. So it's basically a federal telemarketing fraud case. And so we will see what happens this season on the uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. But I like on one part of the promo, I guess Jim was arguing with one of the housewives and she said fraud. And, and I love this housewife. She married us. She was like, fraud? I know you ain't calling nobody. <laughs> That's what she... <laughs> She ain't that look like, I know <laughs> you not calling nobody a fraud. And quickly, uh, get ready, 30th 
season, Dancing with the Stars, Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, will be on. Yeah, your your boo will be on there, Junior. Also, uh, check this out. Aunt Becky from Full House, her daughter. Oh, oh, uh huh. College admission scandal. I guess she gets Uh to be on Dancing with the Stars. So, So we'll be watching. Hit me up at Lips by Carla. And what you got, Shirley? All right. Thank you. More trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 (laughs) minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Did you guys see the viral video of this 61-year-old man? He was on an American Airlines flight to L.A., uh, from L.A., I should say, to Salt Lake City. He was growling like a dog. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, he was pulling his mask off and on his face, on and off his face. He also gave flight attendants the middle finger. He cursed at them. And in addition to screaming, God bless America, the man was arrested. And American Airlines thanked the flight attendants and the other passengers for being so professional. Thank God. So here's the question. (laughs) I know you want to jump in here, Tommy. (laughs) Junior, (laughs) what would you have done if you were on this flight? You fly a lot. What? Oh, I if mean, I was I put, a passenger on here? Yeah, if you were on the flight. Mm-hmm. Well, I carry, ever since I saw the last thing that jumped off, I carry duct tape now. So I am prepared oh, oh. for my flight. <laughs> I will duct tape your butt to that seat. Now that I know how to do it, and uh-huh. I'll duct tape that mask on his face, too. Uh-huh. And now <laughs> we can fly on up out of here. <laughs> I love Junior. it, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm with Tommy because I, I, what I do is I put mad dogs down. Mm. <laughs> That's what I do. Mm. Since you want to mm. play like you crazy, yeah. your ass is on the ground. I'm, I'm not, Down boy. not playing this. Down boy. Yeah. I got him. Y'all go ahead and fly the plane. I got him. I'm sitting right on top. Okay. <laughs> no, we good. All right. Thanks, guys. I feel safer now. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now for Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. But before we get into that, um, Junior, can you give your Instagram, your social media information, please? (laughs) At Junior SHMS, J-U-N-I-O-R-S-H-M-S. Man, nah, man, my uncle, he told me to go. He always told me, man, go out there and live your best life. You work hard, go enjoy it. Then then when he do see me out here enjoying my life, I'm on the damn back porch. (laughs) And you're depressed. (laughs) And I'm depressed. (laughs) Well, I thought you was at your aunt's house. I didn't know you were on vacation. None of that was true. Oh. Oh. All right, I saw was the tops of some trees. He <laughs> don't know what old porches look like. He don't forget. He forgot, right? Oh. All right, here we go, CLO. Uh, this one is from uh, Kiana in Hampton, Virginia. Kiana writes, I'm in graduate school, and for the past year, I've been having sex with an underclassman. I'm 26, and he's 19. He wants to be my boyfriend and says he's going to marry me one day. He's exactly the type of man I want to marry, but I can't get past the age difference. I feel like I'm robbing the cradle. Is age that big of a deal when you think you love someone? Please help. If it's a deal, if you want it to be a deal, it's also a deal if you make it a deal. This is for sure. If he stays alive, he won't always be 19. That's for sure. And now with that being said, yeah, you yeah, you robbed Cradle. He's down there, he's 19. He's a little freshman and everything. You, you put some of that senior citizen thing on him and he's... Senior citizen at 26? 
Well, you know, to him, you know, that's an older woman. Now he flunking out of school because he either he didn't got it or ain't getting it no more. But either way, he's flunking out of school. So, you know, no, I don't think you have to be worried about that. You know, if he's a good guy, he's a good guy, you know, yeah, go for right. it. But when you take him to your daddy, though, it's going to be a little different. Wow. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Michelle in Tampa says, my 59-year-old mother uh, recently got a citation for indecent exposure because she was trying to have sex in her car. She told me that it's my fault she was in the car having sex because she has no privacy at home. I moved in with her during the pandemic after I lost my job. Her apartment is small and the walls are thin. So I suggested that she go have sex at her sorry boyfriend's house next time. She cursed me out and told me to be out of her house by next month. How can I fix this mess? What? Well, you, first of all, you told your mother to go have sex at her sorry boyfriend's house when you in her house. Come on, man. Right. Mm-hmm. You stupid. All right, uh, when we come back, last break of the day and Steve's closing remarks. You don't want to miss them. We'll be back at 49 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, our last break of the day. And Steve, you can take it away. Here it is. You know, I was thinking something that's helped me in my lifetime. And it was a difficult lesson to learn for me. But I finally got it together years ago. But, but it took me some time, I must admit. I spent all of my 20s and 30s not understanding this. And even a little bit now, just mostly 20s and 30s. So I'm gonna share it with you. And I want you to understand that, I, that I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying all this in love. You can't share everything with everybody. <laughs> You know, that, that, that really seems so simple. But I can't tell you how many times you inadvertently damage yourself, your opportunity, and your journey by not understanding this real simple rule. You cannot, you cannot share everything with everybody. You, can, you can't share your visions with everybody because they don't really care. They, they, then. Everybody's not genuinely interested in your career goals, your visions, your hopes for tomorrow. A lot of people you share stuff with don't even understand the thing that you're telling is in your imagination. They don't even get it. And I understand they don't get what's in your imagination because it's something they could never, ever possibly imagine. And basically, the number one reason you can't share everything with everybody is just real simple. Most people don't care. You know, they'll just sit up and listen to you and and look just as concerned as soon as you walk away. Don't give you the idea, the thought you had, another, another moment of consideration. They don't care. But do you understand something? They don't have to. It's perfectly okay that they don't see your vision, share your vision. That it's okay that they're not genuinely interested. It's okay that they don't understand what's coming out of your imagination. It's perfectly fine that they don't care because there is really no one else more critical to your journey or your success than God. Nobody. 
There is no one living that's more critical to your journey or your success than God, period. Now, if you're blessed and you got a supportive spouse, jackpot. That's bonus. Or you found someone in your life that's your ride or die, that's bonus. Or you got one of your friends that's that's with you through thick and thin, and it's hard to find them, but they exist, then that's a bonus. The rest of the people really, listen to me, they don't matter. They don't matter because they don't matter. It doesn't matter what they think, say, feel, or give you back because it's irrelevant, non-important, significant to your journey or your success. You've got to get this through your head because I spent too much time sharing everything with everybody, thinking I was sharing it in hopes that they might have a piece of information for me. The majority of people I shared it with didn't have nothing for me. I wasted time sitting up there. And then I'll tell you something else that happened. You can tell your big dreams to small-minded people if you want to. And now you've given one of the devil's imps the information that he needs to provide obstruction. That's a sad thing, man. But I want you all to be aware. Because sometimes we seek the wrong people's approval. And you end up wasting time. Why does it matter to you what they think of you when they don't even care about you? What does it matter what they think of you and they don't even know you? Do you know some people post stuff on social media and be just as happy with their picture and their little caption and you put it online and you're just saying, man, I'm having a great day or man, I just want to show y'all something that God has, has blessed me to share with you all. And if you mess around and read your comments, here comes somebody on your comment page that then took your perfectly well-intentioned caption and your picture that you meant no harm to anybody, post it, and here they come with a bunch of negativity. And now all of a sudden, your day is off course because somebody says something about you that don't even know you. People's opinion of you is none of your business, nor should you make it yours. That negative comment that they put on your timeline, in your comment section, if you had never read that, do you know you would have went right on about your merry day? Do you know that that blessing you posted would have still been your blessing? Do you know the intent that you posted it with all goodwill to share something with somebody to put a positive spin on their day? It would have still been there, but oh, no, 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 no. You allowed somebody to matter who don't even matter. Stop telling everybody everything because everybody don't care. Get that through your head. I don't care how fine you are. Somebody don't like you. And it's okay. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 